0: Welcome everyone back to the broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and we are recording on a Wednesday morning. Tracy Pearson. Tracy, how are you?
1: Hi, Dave. How are you?
0: I'm okay. You know.
1: It was fun being out of practice with you. It makes it, it so much more enjoyable being by your side.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> what a compliment. If it you is ever nice. want to just
1: formalize our relationship. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, look, you talk to Laurie about it, and we'll get this done. Um, We're very yeah, open-minded. Yeah, uh, you have to be a little bit more than open-minded.
1: okay. Well, we'll talk.
0: Okay. Um. So yeah, yeah, no, but it is a different deal when you have somebody there to, um, you know, bounce some things off of, to 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 BS with, to uh, you to know, have fun
1: with. Hey, is you see not that? Generally, fun.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> it's, no, it's long. Not. It's drudgery. And it does help if you've got like a an inkling of an insight. You're like, hey, what about this thing? And then you hear somebody else say, yeah, you know, I was thinking the same thing. Then you're like, okay, then it's 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 we have we have achieved quorum, and uh, we can now write this thing.
1: A quorum of two. Um, Yeah, it's also just it's hard to watch everything. Yeah, so when you have two sets of eyes, it it really works. And then just being able to do Chip's interview with such a with just an amiability right i i mean
0: i would i would describe it as with alacrity
1: oh i thought it was just an i think i just loosened him up. he just wants to be friends you
0: lubricated him oh
1: god <laughs> that's gonna be the takeaway of this podcast yeah well Pearson you made him lubricate yeah, Kelly. Uh,
0: you smooth things over uh um, you're
1: not getting any better
0: no, but you allowed everything to just kind of pass You're just
1: making it deeper.
0: Yeah. Well, that's well I mean um do no. Do we want to get into ridiculous really... lubrication and how, well anyway, go you ahead. You know,
1: most most coaches and I and I think Chip is a coach's coach. He loves the whole culture of coaches, coaching, anything word that starts with coach. And um most of that is a lot what goes into a lot of coaching, like probably a lot of jobs, is sitting around and kind of BSing a lot. So yeah. he likes the jokes. He wants to be joked and if you get him in a good mood, you know, then he then he maybe is a little bit more forthcoming with some stuff. I mean all that talk about what they do with the real-time GPS technology is kind of cool.
0: It is cool. It is cool. And we were talking about this is um and I, <laughs> honestly I could pick his brain about this some more. Why 125 yards?
1: Yeah. You know what? There were so many other questions that I I mean, that that interview was, I don't know, 14, 15 minutes. So I had tons more and I had to keep editing my mind and not to keep asking. I could have piled on and asked him a lot more.
0: I think he would have stood there. I think no, I think he would. He was into it. You know, usually they're signaling for this thing to be over at like nine minutes. But no, Chip is going for it. Yeah, there
1: was no signaling. I I think when he's rolling like that, he's
0: got a green light. Mm-hmm. and it didn't seem to make practice any later which was really beneficial for all of us
1: no i don't think that impacts the other
0: so Speaking um of
1: practice oh well the headline
0: of the day <laughs> see we said we were going to start with this and then we began talking about spring football um yeah so uh the headline for the morning actually uh just over just under an hour ago um freshman center adem bona uh declared this is basketball now yes declared for the nba draft um but in the same breath while maintaining his eligibility uh in every statement about this uh comma while maintaining his eligibility i think everyone yeah so i'm reading the tenor of the posts on the board everyone needs to take a step back for a second. All these kids want to be in the NBA. All of them. 100% of them want to go to the that's NBA. That's why they're doing this. Their quotes are always going to read. Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't have done this without you. Oh, my God. I'm so, I'm so thankful to have this opportunity. I'm blessed. Oh, gosh. I loved UCLA. It was great. Because that's the mindset of these guys. That's always their mindset. The mindset is, I'm leaving. I'm done. I, I
1: know everyone thinks UCLA is the destination. it's it's not. not it's just a stepping stone
0: but the fact that in every single one of these stories you have comma while maintaining his eligibility that is the critical information here um the fact that mick cronin provided a quote i i could be wrong i don't think he provided one for Mari bailey uh because Mari bailey is gone uh the fact that Mick Cronin provided a quote here uh, is an indication. Well, maybe he did provide a quote. Let me see. Did he give one for Bailey? I don't know. Oh, he did. He, he did. did.
1: So there. So there, Dave. But it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't so, like his, but it, no, it was. It, this time we're all. But he's still maintaining eligibility. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. So the the Bailey quote was all about next. Now we'll get to support him in his next step as a professional. He's yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Adembona is uh, this is part of the process when you've got guys who are good. So we're going to support him and Jalen Clark as they go through the process.
1: Yeah. We're going to support him and Jalen Clark
0: as they I mean, go through the process.
1: That's the signal that we expect those two to return. And as I've been saying now for a while, and you're only getting it adhered, bro, is that the feeling is that he's going to put his name in. If you put your name in, you, you can get a a wider breadth of uh, evaluation from NBA guys. Um, you know, you can actually, like, sit down with them, talk with them. They can tell you, like, exactly what you need to do. So it's only a beneficial information gathering for him to do this. But the unless, of course, there's always a chance, but more than likely he's going to be told that he's got to go back to college for a year, um, mostly because they, you know, they would be drafting him purely off of what they saw during the season without any capability of improving that draft stock through uh, the combine or through individual workouts. So I think that's kind of the deal breaker this year yeah. for a Dembona, but there might be, you know, you, there might be some franchises say, we're going to take you 25th. We think you're the next Kavon Looney. So, but yeah, that's I- what's expected at this moment, at this, uh, moment in time right now as this
0: snapshot this 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 uh f- single frame
1: life is just a snapshot of one snapshot followed by another
0: for 80 years exactly you're just creating a flip book that's what your life book. is We're your life is a flip, flip book. books but we can only speak about a single frame at any given moment it's yes. a rule i don't know why but someone it is. write
1: this down this is brilliant stuff
0: um So, uh, yeah, anyway, Adem Bona um, is putting his name in the draft. I think we both expect him to return. Obviously, things could change. Um, The other news was Amari Bailey, but uh, as we all said, uh, we expect him to be gone. Um, So that's the current uh, state of the roster, still very much in flux. Um, Do we want to get into the basketball stuff now or do we want to wait?
1: No, let's wait. Let's do football. Okay. And then we'll circle back.
0: So we're going to shift gears again. Ready? We're shifting right. into third. All right. Everyone got their gear we'll shift? Reverse. You got your yeah. gearbox? Oh, reverse. Yes. We have to reverse first. Then we shift into, um, you know, we might skip first and just go right into second. Yeah, we're going to pop that clutch and go right yeah. into second. Pop it, baby. All right. Um, UCLA's uh, halfway through. Well, halfway yeah. through the next practice, they'll be halfway through. Okay.
1: We'll if send up being, a flare. Yeah. God, what is the cartoon character that laughs like that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I got to find it. Everyone, I'm sure, someone will know. It's that, that snicker kind of – oh, I got to find it. I'll find that, a gift.
0: That one actually got me. Um, so, uh, yeah, UCO is uh, seven uh, practices in um, – I think there's been a lot of interesting development. Um, I wrote a takeaway story from the first five. Uh, I think a lot of it's just only been reinforced by the last couple. But one of the big ones and probably the headline item for a lot of people is um, not only is Ethan Garber's not going away. He's borderline. I'm not going to say running away with the competition, but he is firmly, firmly the number one quarterback right now. Muttley. Muttley.
1: that's the laugh okay yes you're right i i I don't yeah like you said he's not he's not running away with it but he's definitely he's definitely got the pole position at this point um if you watch any one of the player drills or you watch any one of the team drills he's clearly uh, like yesterday there there were some pretty good throws uh Dante Moore made a good throw. Colin Schley made a, a good throw. We should We need to talk about that throw. Um, but when Ethan Garber steps up, it was funny too. Two points, I just keep moving on to another point without saying the other point. Um, he was so efficient, um, I, I, I don't know if everyone gets how team periods work. They, they bring in like the ones. Ethan Garber's with the ones. He gets a set of downs. If he gets a first down, he's it's at least yesterday the way it was working. He's done, and the next quarterback comes in. Well, he he'd throw one complete pass on like a little dig route. He'd throw one out, and boom, first down, nice and nice and clean and compact. The other quarterbacks were a lot more inconsistent. But also, Garber's got less reps because when he'd go in, he threw for first downs was it at least twice if not three times on on first down so he was immediately out.
0: <laughs> yeah, on two straight uh series for him. first one is that crazy uh back shoulder touchdown to Kyle Ford um that he um got on Alex Johnson uh into the corner of the end zone where that was literally the first throw touchdown. And then the next time he came in um
1: crossing route first
0: down. Crossing route just laser straight in there first down and they immediately brought in the second team. Uh it just yeah, I mean he, he's got full command of the offense uh, and he's making every throw and in the accuracy drills he's almost always number 1. Um it's just he he's not doing anything to lose it right now. Um and he's testing my theory of the case which is there are many many reasons why Dante Moore is going to win this uh this competition. Um He's Ethan Garbers looks like, okay, he can start, um, and it's going to be hard not to get too over our skis, but if he keeps this up, it's going to be hard, I would imagine, to not give him the starting job because he's going to have the years in the program. He's more than likely got the support of a lot of the players. Um, it's going to be an interesting, interesting battle.
1: Something uh, to consider, uh, you and I have been doing this a while, and... Um, the development uh, curve between a f- quarterback when he first comes in and starts throwing, specifically a lot of times in uh, spring, compared to where he ends up late August, right before the first game, sometimes they're like different people. A lot, we had an example last year with Justin Martin. Um, we've seen it before when not just when they come in spring but they come in in uh, fall camp in august the difference for a new quarterback in late august well beginning of beginning at um September is profound i mean so you have to probably figure in dante moore's going to be a lot better better on august twenty fifth um so that's something uh, probably has a lot more improvement. Uh, capability than all the other guys put together. Well, not put together, but all the other guys, right? Wouldn't you say? I mean, Ethan Garbers can get better, <clears throat> uh, but the upside between now and late August for Dante Moore is substantial.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of upside there. I would say uh, still kind of remaining in the in the in the uh, vicinity is Justin Martin as far as upside goes, but um, no, Dante Moore because of. And we were talking about this yesterday, but some of the natural feel that he has, um, it's just – it's uncanny, and it's such a great starting point for a guy. Like, when you don't have to teach him, um, you know, what to look for in a particular play or how, you know – just, like, basics – like, the the thing that he did yesterday, which we were talking about, um, where the defensive end crashed – and he's he's turned the other way because of the way the play was so he only has a split second to react as he's throwing the ball that there's now a defensive end where he, where he wants to throw the ball cuz he's supposed to throw it to Maliki Mataveo in the flat there's now a defensive end in the way and instead of just you know panicking or anything he's like oh okay and just immediately changes the trajectory of his throw, lofts it perfectly over the guy's fingertips, and still right into the bread of Maliki. Just that's kind of feel stuff that you can't. That's I mean, like, you can't. You can teach it. You or, can teach it, but it starts in seventh grade, right? Or you um, just
1: get it over a long period of time, right. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, um, it's kind of it, it's. Uh, we wouldn't make a comparison to Patrick Mahomes, but it's Mahomes esque. Yes, he did some things yesterday. That throw, he did that one when he was rolling, and he turned all the way back around and sidearm threw it into, uh, Yeah, I think it was a tight end, right? Uh, who was just posted up at about 12 yards going against the grain. Just yeah, stuff no. like that. It, it looks Mahomes-esque. You
0: there. know what it is? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. It's, it's, uh, it's Greg Maddox of, uh, of college football quarterbacks. He's like changing arm angles. He's he's taking things off of it. Uh, It doesn't really matter if it's got a whole ton of velocity on it. He's throwing with just the right amount of touch every time. Uh, And it's very, very accurate.
1: Greg Maddox was really underrated.
0: Yeah. Well, ball placement. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's all about locating that uh, low and outside fastball. Speaking of locating the low and outside fastball. (laughs) I know
1: where you're going. I know where you're going.
0: Colin Schley. Uh, so I, <laughs> let me
1: talk about my Schley theory. Um, there are times, okay, so he's got, like what you just said, he has he has different throwing motions at different times. We really see the throwing motions are on display when he's throwing into the uh, net fence thing. Yeah. Um, there are some times when he's throwing really hard and it goes over. Yesterday, he threw a good number I wouldn't put a number on it, but a good number of them below that fence.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And then, so we're, you know, you and I out there, we're literally going by the moment. Oh, that was bad. Oh, that's good. I'm on the same guy. The very next one he threw was picture perfect. Yeah. Picture perfect. Beautiful throw, beautiful motion, hit the middle of that thing, wasn't too hard, just perfect tight spiral. He did. He does that too in team where you're starting to just kind of, you know, cast him off in your mind and then he'll throw a really nice ball. So he's, he's up and down and all around pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, and I know you have a theory on that, on the cage fence on why they throw well sometimes to it.
0: Well, I, I, I don't have a theory, but my, obser- my observation is that um, throwing east, they're a lot worse than they are throwing uh, west. Um, I think some of it is, um, if they have to, I mean, with the younger guys, if they have to leave their body open to throw it, meaning if it's kind of tailing away, um, like throw into your right uh, with all these guys being right-handed, some of them are, are struggling a little bit more with that. Um, but... I don't know. Yesterday it was kind of a mixed bag each way. Um with Schley, I think it's a lot of it is arm motion. Um I think it's it's harder to be um super accurate when you're consistently throwing from that almost three-quarters to sidearm uh style. Uh I think that's just you're going to have more wayward balls because you're not following through, you know, in a I don't know. There's a, the title of the broadcast. Wayward balls. Wayward balls lubricated and wayward. And the
1: things, the thing about Garbers too, is just 20 yards and in he's really accurate. Just an automatic throw. Like, well, I think we're really going to miss Dorian Thompson Robinson in a lot of ways, mostly that he can create with his legs and, and save so many drives that way. But, you know, I watched some of Dorian lately last year, man, he threw some really nice passes, (laughs) that yeah. were pro passes that were freaky good but over the course of his career he struggled on that 20 and in he would complete them but he make them hard right yeah. they weren't right perfectly placed um that's garber's that's garber's advantage that's what he does well we've been waiting to see if he could throw the ball a little bit better and make the decision to throw the ball down the field and so far this spring he has and that's with pressure on him, um, so yeah. Well, we'll talk about the offensive line in a minute,
0: but yeah. Uh, you so, didn't mention you didn't mention Schley's uh, big moment. Yeah, no. Uh, you describe it. It was it was kind of fun. So, all right, in in one of Schley's team periods. So again, guy's been up and down. He's thrown a lot of interceptions, um, but he does throw a rocket. Um, like he can really really get it in there. Um he throws this like moon ball with touch down the left sideline. And it's
1: a uh, moon ball because the front of the ball, sometimes on deep passes, the front of the ball goes up, but then it kind of levels out. His ball, the front of the ball goes up and then comes down.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it was like, like a bomb. It's like a howitzer. Yeah. It's it's a mortar. Yeah. Um he he threw this thing and we're like, oh wow, that's a that's a nice looking ball. And then we're watching, because this is like classic, oh, yeah, he just overthrew whoever he was throwing it to. It wasn't a wayward ball, Dave. No, it was not a wayward ball. So we're just like, oh, wow, it's a good-looking ball, but nobody's going to catch that. And then you see J. Mike Sturdivant just running perfectly under this thing. He also – so just everything about this was gorgeous. The throw was gorgeous, but then J. Mike, he lets nothing – like you've seen so many receivers over the years at ucla who will then turn to that ball put their hands up early get interfered with maybe but certainly never catch this thing he's running like it and i'm not making the comparison like he's not randy moss but it was like one of those randy moss deep balls where he gives nothing away except he just puts his hands out at the very end of it to catch the ball so isaiah newcomb who's covering him and covering him I would say fairly well, and Isaiah Newcomb's a great athlete who's pretty darn fast, really had no idea the ball was going to be there when it finally arrived because j Mike gave virtually nothing away in route to catching this ball. It was stunning, like the whole thing was just stunning from start to finish. when the ball was thrown i
1: i i'm just i'm gonna assume you were thinking the same thing i was he just launched it he just yes. he wasn't throwing it to a receiver. He just threw it down the field and in my mind is oh, all that, that's not catchable. That's 10 yards past. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> right. That was the whole process Yeah. Uh, of your mind. Uh, no, maybe not. Oh, wow. He's okay. That was just really so smooth and easy. And yeah. I didn't think he was going to run that thing down. Yeah, it's it not, crazy. it's not like the ball went up and then he suddenly went, Oh, you know, you've seen receivers go, Oh my God, I, I got to really accelerate. So they lose their stride. They lose their balance. They can't get their hands up because they're trying to run. There was none of that. He just stayed the course. <laughs> it was, I think it was, overall, right now, I think it was probably the best moment of spring so far that I've witnessed.
0: Yeah. And um, Sturdivant had a couple of those. Uh, he had, well, not a couple of those, but he had another where uh, just a short crossing pattern, but showed amazing body control like again it was a guy running crossing pattern almost to the sideline again 90 percent of ucla receivers in your past they might tiptoe the sideline for a second but they're falling out of bounds uh and
1: why he, it's randy moss ask is because it looks so
0: effortless absolutely effortless athlete just yeah. he turns up field and he didn't lose a step he didn't have to slow down he curved around the, the, the sideline and then was straight up the sideline and nobody was going to catch him. Uh, he's just, uh, yeah. He's, Did you see uh, his enjoy, enjoy your year. Uh, enjoy your year of watching a uh, start event in, yeah. uh, in a UCLA uniform.
1: Did you see his tweet? Yeah.
0: From yeah. the top of Jan stuff. Yeah. 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 UCLA has its advantages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
1: um, I, I, I'll say it too. I, I thought I was going to throw this out on what we could talk about. Um, like surprises so far of of spring football. We thought he'd be good, but it's still something to actually see it happening. So I don't know if I call it a surprise, but it's just been, it's been a wow. Let's put it that way. And that's, I mean, wow is surprising, I guess. Um, yeah. So he's been, he's been at the t- top of the of the list and he's still mo- taking a lot of rest of the twos. Yeah. They- <laughs> They want to keep all those receivers from going into the transfer portal. Yeah. Shh,
0: There's a – and it's a stacked room. I mean, even if they lost a guy or two, it would be a a very good receiver room. And Titus Mokiao Atamalala, who we liked last year, has been hurt for most of the last two weeks. Yes. So um, – We'd
1: have to be maybe a little worried about Jaden
0: Marshall? Yeah, Jaden Marshall – is so he's working with um punt return but he's third string receiver maybe yeah you know what i'd have to look it's
1: like a rotation though even so
0: i don't know that's the thing is i don't know if he's with (laughs) i haven't seen him do much of anything well i haven't seen him catch much
1: oh okay so j mike kyle ford Mm -hmm. who's looked really good by the way
0: yeah, Kyle Ford looks awesome. Cam and Brown, Cam showing Brown. some real leadership. Just want to side note, Kyle Ford. Um, yeah, yeah, constantly yeah, no. pumping guys up. Constantly.
1: Yeah. I mean, what he brings to the field, not just playing, but just the whole environment, the culture and everything, looks like a great dude. Yeah. I'm saying that a little su- surprisingly. <laughs> uh, J-Mike, uh, Mike, Kyle Ford, Cam Brown, that's three. Braden Pagan
0: is clearly uh, t- uh,
1: TMA is when he's healthy, right?
0: Yeah. Um, Logan, Loya. Logan, lawyer,
1: Josiah Norwood, Josiah Norwood yesterday. I mean, we, we, if you sit over in the corner, the Northeast corner where the media has to sit most of the season, you don't get to see the offense, but when you're in lot eight, now we're looking down and we're able to uh, Josiah Norwood, He's got some guns now.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, he's not. Is a, he
1: five, five, eight?
0: Yeah. He's not, he's not super skinny anymore. He's not.
1: He, he looks like a, he, he looks like an old man <laughs> Yeah, in a good way. I mean, he looks like a fully grown man. Yeah. Um, and yeah so Jaden Marshall I'm throw in, uh, not maybe this year, but Xavier Staples is flashed a couple of times for me too. Just not size wise, but being able to catch the ball, just the presence on the field. So uh, I mean, we're hoping Jaden Marshall. I, I mean, he'd have to look at it this way, like we said: Jay Michael, one year gone; Kyle Ford, one year, right?
0: Probably Something like that, yeah.
1: So, I, I mean, playing time's going to open up. Jaden Marshall is going to be a redshirt freshman this year. We're doing our best to try to campaign for him to stay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't listen to a bunch of.
1: got your happy price price line yeah
0: um yeah but anyway that receiving core just g- generally speaking is um it's very good i mean we're talking about uh j mike and kyle ford but cam brown has flashed too um and if you watch the end of last year he looked like a dude um i think it was the Sun Bowl, wasn't it uh against pitt yeah, uh a
1: couple of games toward the end including yeah. the Sun Bowl.
0: um pegan consistently has um uh gets the gets a lot of love from the dbs as a tough cover starting last year when i asked Stefan blalock about him at media day so just based off of basically summer practices at that point um he was he was drawn some eyes um so you made a there-
1: great point at practice yesterday with how deep the receiver group is and you'd say how just okay the tight ends are. Yeah. You could see him going to four wides,
0: right? Yeah. I I think it's, if you're trying to take advantage of the talent on this team, I think it is more receiver heavy right now. I mean, at tight end, I do like Malik and Mataveo. I like Carson Ryan. Hudson Habermill's fine. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of guys in this receiving core. And I mean, who getting... would you rather
1: have on the field? Kyle Ford? Or Hudson Hammermill?
0: Well, that's the thing, is Kyle Ford, he's a big enough body that he's playing almost, uh, you know, his. he's not too dissimilar physically from, say, Thomas Duarte um, uh, to go blast from 10 years ago uh, in terms of his size. He could play a, a Y role for a true spread. Um, and then you've got J. Mike. I mean, if you wanted to start a group of Kyle Ford J. Mike, Cam Brown, and throw in Titus Mokial, Atamalamala as a slot, that's a tough cover. Or if you wanted to go super large and go J. Mike, Kyle Ford, Braden Pagan, and Cam Brown, um, they can create a lot of issues if they want to explore using four receivers out there.
1: And it's not like you're substituting size. You're substituting speed for size. (laughs) No,
0: not with J. Mike for sure. Yeah.
1: So, so, really encouraging. I think that's been easily the most encouraging group. We talked about quarterbacks. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about running backs. Um, I think it's uh, the TJ Harden show so far.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. He's looked increasingly impressive. Uh, there are times when he just flashes running upfield where he looks – has a little bit better burst, looks better physically. Don't forget he was a true freshman last year. Yep. So um Carson Steele has looked good, hasn't hasn't blown us away so far. a go little with, bit of fumbleitis. But yeah, I like him a lot.
0: I haven't been super sold.
1: You know, it's it's really tough. <laughs> it's it's tough with there's no live periods. Yeah. No
0: I mean and his you can just tell He's not looking at tackles. him. yeah, you can tell looking at him that his main his main strength is probably his strength, his balance, his ability to stay on his feet like that sort of stuff, and that's not going to be super apparent in a practice, so um those two
1: um then Colson Yankoff. I mean, has looked good this spring, and is continuing to improve his technique. The other yesterday, he was running with the ball, and I thought he was running with in, with such a compact style. I thought it was first Carson Steele. Yep. So um, he's getting better. Uh, I think the running back position is going to be completely fine. Um, if there was any fear that T.J. Harden should maybe think about transferring because Carson Steele is going to come in and and take, you know, 95% of the carries. I, I think he sh- should uh, feel pretty safe and
0: secure. Yeah. I think we're looking at a tandem. I think it'll be uh, a hardened steel kind of a um, hardened steel. Wow. wow.
1: You didn't even mean that. That's what a genius you are. Hardened steel. Damn, or Harden and Steal. It sounds like you're saying it. Harden and Steel. Wow, that's really cool. Oh, we got something. Okay, all
0: right. Now we're cooking with gas. Let's
1: go. Can we get a copy? (laughs) Hey, uh, offensive line.
0: Hey, the offensive line exists. Let's just move on. You wanted to move on. The offensive line exists.
1: Wow. In theory, yesterday was really was really um, troubling. When. Uh, De Giorgio went down with the left knee, had a big old ice pack on it, limping off, smiling and laughing. I don't know if that's just shock. That but maybe... also
0: getting handshakes like uh, he was the president visiting.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, no one was sad, though. So, I mean, whatever you guys want to read into that. But he is injured. Spencer Holstage is just standing around. I with mean, he looks fine. He's in pads. He's just sitting there. There's no, there's no, you know, unusual wrap on his body.
0: But he's with the injured.
1: Yeah, but then at times he's standing over watching the offensive line too, or yeah. watching the one on one.
0: He spent sixty percent of the time with the injured.
1: Yeah, but we don't know what he's doing there in Wasserman. So he's hanging out. I, I think we can feel he's he's pretty good. I, I think he'll be okay. Sure. Giorgio Wow.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't feel good about that one watching him walk off.
1: Siali Topaki is with the injured. He looks he looks fine. Yeah. Um, physically he looks improved. Looks really good, actually. But yesterday, it was Bruno Fina, um, Benjamin Roy at left guard, Duke Clemens at center, Josh Carlin at right guard, and Jalen Jeffers at right tackle. One guy who you would project to be a starter, and Correct. wow, I, I don't. I know everyone now is thinking, oh well, this program can take any offensive lineman and and turn this into a great offensive line, and I'm not. I I think that's, I think that's just false confidence uh, there were some guys that they did it with the last couple of years who turned out to be better than we thought and Antonio maffi john Gaines, two three-year veterans who then plugged into a starting spot uh, there aren't guys like that i mean they need some guys that's why they're going out looking at the transfer portal that's why they're trying really hard with uh emmanuel pregnan the wyoming interior l but He might be the most sought after prospect in the transfer portal right now. I don't know this, but I'm thinking this, he's going to get a decent amount of NIL money. That's a potential pro. He's, he's, I mean, he's going to be a true sophomore, I think. Um, no, he's going to be a redshirt sophomore. Sorry. And, uh, you know, I don't know if UCLA is going to be able to compete for that NIL there. I mean, we can just say it. The NIL program for basketballs doing pretty well. Not incredible. Doing pretty well. Football, eh. Eh. Just, you know, you need a lot more money in football. There are more guys. And they generally cost more. So, yeah. Um that's where that stands with that transfer. But the, the offensive line yesterday was a little, uh, there was some despair when we were speaking about it yesterday. Wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, it wasn't very good. Uh, it was, uh, it was a tough moment. Um, and uh, again, it's hard to judge anything in spring, but, uh, as Tracy just said, it's, it's probably not good if they're going into next year with, uh, uh, with any serious injury. Um, so hopefully DiGiorgio is fine. Hopefully it's just a tweak or whatever, and he's able to get back by the end of spring. Um, and, and we
1: have to mention that Kadere Kunta, Kunta is
0: not in for spring. Transfer right. And from so, Old Dominion. So. so they'll be adding him, uh, assuming nothing changes there. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. Um, but not ideal, obviously. Not um, ideal.
1: Um, all those guys that we th- were wanted to watch if they could get into the playable rotation uh Sam Yoon, Noah Pugliali, uh Josh Carlin, the uh the JC transfer Caleb Walker. Um I'd say the only one I would trust at this point is Benjamin Roy. Yeah, to play him. Oh, and I I said Bruno Fina, right?
0: Yeah, Bruno Fina.
1: He got kind of he he he's getting beat at left tackle.
0: Yes, with regularity. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I would trust uh, Bruno Fina, and frankly, I would say of the like the youngish second string, Sam Yoon looks promising. Promising, but, but I but saw
1: him. Yeah, he's got a long way to go.
0: Yeah, and we're talking about <laughs> three guys who are like essentially in the three deep at center in an ideal world. Um, <laughs> so. Anyway, things are great. Don't worry about it. Defense. Defense. So, Tracy.
1: Defense, Dave.
0: Defensive tackle. Uh, J2E is there. Gary Smith continues to be on the sideline. Your um,
1: observation of Gary Smith was?
0: He has lost some weight and looks better physically than he did last spring. Um, last spring, he was carrying way too much weight and was not moving well. Uh, so I don't think I think last spring, honest to God, I think a big reason he was kept out was for conditioning work um, this spring. I think he's actually still maintaining an injury, um, but he looks pretty good running around. So I would not anticipate that one being overly long lingering. Yeah, we uh, should
1: talk about the injured guys that are. Are are obviously looking to get cleared, but look good and look fine. Yeah, he, look, he looks fine. Ali Kaho. Ali Kaho looks like an NFL guy who is standing on the sideline watching practice. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, like a
0: grown man NFL player standing on the sideline watching practice. Yes.
1: Ciali Ali yeah. Tapaki looks fine. Uh, so there's a lot of guys who look fine. They're they're not. Another interesting thing. Running back Dacian Morrell. You wrote about it. We thought he had an ACL. Um. Maybe we need to clarify that, but I don't know who to get clarification from. Someone, some secret source um, that he had an ACL and he has no wrap or anything on his knee.
0: Yeah, there's no way. I mean, even if he had the injury at the beginning of January, he would still have something on there. Yes. Um,
1: Okay, sorry. Back to defensive line. Yesterday, it was a lot of light packages, we thought, because there was a lot of lightness in the defensive line. One of the Murphys was at the three tech
0: yeah pretty often uh devin iupiu uh was often with the ones um at the three tech uh but they had a lot of light stuff um like a lot of one true defensive tackle and then three ends which they experimented with last year it's not like a complete shift and they might have just been using this practice um to do a little bit more of that kind of nickel front um but it was interesting. Uh, it tends to get more pass rush. And I think we saw that yesterday. The quarterbacks were pretty disrupted for most of the practice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's my sense of it is Jay Toia has improved. He looks better. Um, he's getting past his guy a little bit better during the team stuff. Um, he's not just, because a... my read on him, the first couple years has been, he's just a pure plugger. Um, But he's started to show a little bit more explosion, um, which is all to the good. And then the end group, you know, I...
1: I, I... You're going to mention my guy Jake Heimlicher, right? Yeah. Just because I like mentioning Heimlicher.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't choke on it. He's a Uh,
1: Heimlicher, Heimlicher.
0: Yeah, he had a couple of sacks on Caleb Walker. Uh, He looks pretty good at the end spot. I would say the Murphys look... Much the same, uh, right down to uh, there were two offsides calls, and one of them uh, got a little too emotional and when hit Chip the quarterback. When Chip Kelly at in the point. interview
1: specifically said, "What's the quote?" It's like his his version of you've got
0: to you've got to uh, play with emotion, but not let emotion play with you.
1: And he and he, didn't he cite the Murphy saying, "I love their passion." Yes. And then it was, it was Gabriel Murphy. Two, two uh, s- snaps where he jumped, and then one where he kind of slapped the ball out of Schley's hand as he and and then he got an earful and said, "Get off the field."
0: Yeah, yeah, by a coach. Um uh, after lock looks really good though.
1: He does. He looks he looks leaner.
0: He does look leaner. Um, but you gotta admit,
1: Jake Heimlich. I'm not just talking about his name. He's he's made an impact.
0: Yeah, no, he has not choked. <laughs> he's really come in and um, and showed when, something. When
1: you're like in a steakhouse and you choke on some steak, you want Jake Heimlich there.
0: Well, I, I don't. I, I think you can use him even outside of emergency situations. I mean, what if?
1: At what age did? Did they have to make sure he knew how to do the Heimlich?
0: <laughs> it it had to be pretty early, yeah, right, yeah, because people are going to be asking him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's looked he looks he's looked pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean the end group. I don't know. We thought based on spring last year that it was going to be a very very good pass rush, and it really didn't turn out that way. Um, the Murphys. I was expecting quite a bit more out of them last season than we got. Now, maybe they're going to be better. Maybe, um, you know, some improved technique or whatever, but they look the same as they did last spring, which is good and bad. Last spring, they really disrupted things and this spring. They're really disrupting things, but that didn't really translate to games. So I'm interested to see how that turns out.
1: I'll say Uh, this too. While we we really are worried about the offensive line and it's, it's tradition in spring where the defensive line, well, the front seven really has its way with the offensive line. Just the way it is, defense is always ahead. Um, and they've gotten a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks. The offensive line, for how depleted it is, it hasn't been as bad in pass protection necessarily as it's been. It, let's say it this way. It's been about as bad, which you would expect to be a lot worse. Correct and and then where it's been pretty bad is in uh run blocking.
0: Yeah. Well, and the second string's been a nice war. But yes, um run blocking has been poor. Um linebacker features probably my standout of the uh Here's our guy. of the spring uh Femi Olidejo, uh the transfer from Cal continues to Impress. Uh, was not expecting a whole lot coming out of Cal based on what we'd seen from him at Cal. Uh, but physically, I would say maybe a little bit trimmed down. He was listed
1: 255. Leaner. I don't think he's 255. No, I think maybe he's like 245. Like
0: a rocked out 240, 245. Yeah. Um, looks great. Like if you look at him physically, just super long arms. Just looks like a, a rangy athlete. Um, and he is just making plays over and over and over again, plays with a so let's, really let's good this. motor.
1: What if your top two linebackers are Mua who's had a good spring, and Femi?
0: they got to go with it. So who, you move Mua to more of the will, right? I would have to think so. Um, I mean, I know they, I they mean, kind when of... They use him
1: as a Sam, then Ola can do that. But yeah, when he's more like a will, it's going to have to be Mua
0: yeah, yeah, it's going to be really interesting because I, I think they've they've done it a little bit. They've been, I think, a little bit reluctant to have both of them uh, play in the same unit just because you're maybe giving up a little bit in terms of uh, coverage. Um, but when they've done it, I mean, just watching this, his instincts, uh, Oladejo I'm talking about, like he's making plays, running up on guys, and he's got a real... Um, seeming eye and feel for the ball. Um, he's, he's got to have like four or five pass breakups I've seen in addition to, uh, the pick yesterday. Um, he, he looks really good. And, uh, with Shea Bryant Strother also joining the, uh, walking wounded, uh, in the last practice, uh, he got like a,
1: a load issue though, right? Yeah. I probably. think it was load management.
0: I probably load management. We'll see if he's back uh tomorrow, but, um, Oladipo got a little bit of time with the ones. Now I think Madrano got the most of from what I was seeing, but uh, Oladipo got a little bit, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't look bad. Um, so I anticipate him playing a ton in that rotation. But Muharizal,
1: I mean, we've seen maybe one of his biggest strengths is is pass coverage. He's he's good at it. Would you? I, I'm almost would say he's better at pass coverage than he is necessarily uh run
0: i don't think he's good at reading uh uh, sifting through the trash in the run game i I think he's exactly i I don't think he's good at the vision i think if i his absolute best quality is when he can get upfield very quickly um uh i think he's good at just kind of accelerating into a thing and, and tackling um and coverage i think he improved a lot last year but just read and react uh you know sifting through what's going on in the in the blocking just not great
1: um exciting so, though if Ali Kato comes back playing at the level he was at the end of the 2022
0: season it would 2021 be 2021
1: season sorry
0: he's going to be shaking off a ton of rust at this ton morning. of
1: rust but i don't know there might be there might be light at the end of the tunnel for some improved linebacker play.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm starting to think that um and I wasn't expecting it, but Femi's been a lot better than I was expecting. And then in the secondary um we we mentioned this yesterday, um uh, but well, let's start with here. Uh, Alex Johnson and Kenny Churchwell both look significantly better than I think people could have expected. I'm um, loving
1: myself some Alex Johnson. I, I yeah. wasn't that high on him at safety last year. He had some moments, but then some not great moments. But he looks really comfortable with the nickel.
0: Yeah, and he's, he's playing with some great coverage. I mean, when when Kyle Ford caught that ball on him um, in the end zone, uh, Alex Johnson couldn't have had better coverage.
1: That great coverage on an NFL clear NFL wide receiver
0: yeah stride for stride with him uh did everything right just you know better play by the receiver and and Um,
1: three inches and a good 30 pounds bigger
0: (laughs) right uh but did it did it did a good job staying with him uh Kenny Churchwell's looked awesome uh at the deep safety spot um and uh, I think his experience as a linebacker playing all those different roles um he's really comfortable getting upfield really comfortable reading the run game i think you're going to see him if he starts um which i think we're both expecting at this point he's going to be one of the two or three leading tacklers on the team would be my guess because he's just got a feel for okay i need to be there because that's where the ball is going to be and i'm going to get there um which you love to see out of a safety um and then the, the one thing and i, I i'm i'm I want to tap the brakes on this is like, Oh, he's going to start and play a lot, but William Nimmo has looked a lot better this spring than I had any expectation that he would. Another guy um,
1: who's gotten bigger too.
0: gotten bigger, um, looked unplayable last year and not in like, I'm not trying to dog him. Just didn't look like a guy who should uh, be playing at this level. Um, he's looked a lot better this spring. Um, he's been with the ones pretty much the entire seven practices and he hasn't looked out of place. He's not getting burned over and over again. Um, he seems, you know, and this can happen, especially at that position, which requires so much thinking and, and you know, learning what, you know, offenses are trying to do and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, and we saw it with Stephen Blaylock last year, where he went from probably a subpar safety at the Pac 12 level to one of the better ones. Uh, maybe the light's coming on a little bit for William Nimmo. I don't, I, I, I still wouldn't probably. I would still lay odds that Kamari Ramsey will be starting by the time the season rolls around. I was
1: going to say, then lay on probably the most talented guy in the whole group, and that's Kamari
0: Ramsey. Exactly. But Nemo being a part of the rotation is not as scary a thought as I I was thinking it was going to be heading into spring. And
1: then Jordan Anderson.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Who isn't even on campus yet. Maybe
1: safety. I mean, we can't take anything from spring, right, Dave?
0: No. Well, we can. We can take a few things, but okay. usually I stick with player evaluations. But uh, I, I think there's there's reason for at least some optimism among the safety group.
1: Yeah, we were scared losing losing those two guys, Osling and Blaylock. It was scary. Yeah. But but feeling a little bit better. Watching the first
0: half of spring. All right, and then uh, Blake Glessner's booting the ball. He looks good. Uh cornerbacks. Nah. Well, we uh, there's to? one thing we
1: don't want to start panic because I don't know if this would panic, but um, so the transfer portal opened up on the 15th. It ends, it closes on the 30th. You know, uh, kind of kind of works out well for UCLA because if, if you're a UCLA player, I mean, the theory is that you were going to get through spring practice and then determine whether you wanted to transfer or not. Well, that works for a lot of teams that have already completed their spring practice. UCLA is, like we said, still in the middle, won't be done by the 30th. So if a UCLA player decides that they want to get in the transfer portal, they're gonna to have to make that determination when they're at the latest two-thirds done with spring practice. Um having that in keeping that in mind, Dave and I are, you know, with our binoculars trying to find everyone. Uh, and the one guy in the last couple of practices, would you say the last two practices we haven't been able to spot is Croy Stewart?
0: Yeah. Now, and we I... don't
1: know if he's transferring. I mean, the way they are, you know, this program very well could be injured. But among the injured that we see emerge for a couple of seconds and then dip back into, you know, their rabbit holes of the Wasserman Center, we have not seen Croy Stewart.
0: Yeah. And so this is. Uh...
1: But we also haven't seen Titus.
0: I've seen Titus. But not I've seen recently. him with the injured, but I haven't seen him in a couple of days now. Yes, yes. and that and Croy, I saw a week and a half ago, but well, I haven't seen him since. We know Titus was injured. We don't
1: yeah. know that Croy Stewart was injured. He's just am I am
0: correct? So uh, yeah. Anyway, there's 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 the one name that we're still trying to locate. Um, I'd say I- the
1: one takeaway also on quarterback is Jalen Davies looks pretty good.
0: Yeah, really nice feel. Um, you know, not a not a exceptional athlete. Um, you know, doesn't have the you know, you look at Devin Kirkwood and, and John Humphrey and you're like, Wow, look at that guy. Jeez. Uh, Jalen Davies is just, you know, he's a whatever, five ten. Uh, but he's um he's looked good. Uh, shows really good instincts, really good feel. Um, and I think that's why Right now, I mean, it's it's a jumble because they're, not, uh, they're basically platooning the corners. So one day it'll be these two guys at first string. The next day it'll be these two guys at first string. So it's hard to say. But I do think he's maybe gone past John Humphrey in the uh, pecking order um, and is probably the number two guy at outside corner.
1: And then something else that might be you could take this as a slight encouraging sign. A lot of times when someone just isn't very good and they're not impressing the staff at all, even by redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore year, they're not getting reps with the ones or the twos, and sometimes not even with the threes. Isaiah Newcomb, who has been a little persona non grata for a while, stepped up with the ones yesterday. Yep. So that mean, that's they wouldn't do that while we're not thinking he's probably going to start. They don't do that with someone who they just don't think has a future there. I mean, they're doing it with the guy who – They want to be in the rotation. So slightly encouraging because we're worried about cornerback, the one place besides interior – well, I'll take any offensive line um, in the transfer portal, but besides offensive line, cornerback would be one nice lockdown corner would be pretty great. And we do know that UCLA has shown interest in Jaleel Tucker, the former four-star from San Diego who is transferring out of Oregon. I haven't heard anything – recently about
0: that oh okay so uh we don't have much time we don't let's do let's do some quick stuff because we don't want to get into too many uh deets about uh what could still happen with the basketball roster anyway but that's um, what a
1: lot of people are list- waiting to hear I,
0: I get it but like i mean are you really gonna get into too many details about no i'm just gonna for? reiterate
1: what i <laughs> i said last week you silly could be on the verge of you know a in recruiting a couple of great weeks. I think I said a few because it takes a while and that still holds true. There could be some good news. I said on two different recruits coming soon. That could be now. It
0: could be next
1: week. That's how it stands right now. Even as this moment is happening.
0: This, the frame of this particular footbook.
1: Yes. That's where we are right now. Um, So, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I just wanted to say one more thing. You and I talk a lot about just here behind the curtain. Should we write that story ahead of time? And yeah, we start Of course, of course, we know. Let's do it. So, and then you and I start saying, "We we wrote a, a lot of stories ahead of time that <laughs> didn't happen." And they're sitting in this little transom of nothingness, which is our content admin, and they're just sitting there staring at us. The Unpub- best one was the, just the sitting, best staring, one. Laughing at
0: us. The best one, and this is the reason why um, you know I'm, I may be rooting against Kansas for the next year or two, uh, is that we wrote a commitment analysis for Marcus Adams, With a quotes. full commitment analysis, With because quotes. he'd already provided quotes, because it was a done done deal, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then it, and then it wasn't. So but that's that's I, where you really end up on our shit list. And then we if you make co- us do extra work. <laughs>
1: But now we're not because we know that the, the, since we just told you this, the bros are saying, oh, so you guys are the curse. It's your fault. So Dave yeah. and I are now discussing should we do this one or not? And Dave says every time we discuss it or every time I write it, the percentages go down of it happening.
0: correct Correct. So that's, that's one science.
1: thing why we shouldn't be discussing it.
0: Yeah, that's just pure science it's science. Yeah, this isn't this isn't magic. This isn't religion. This is science. Um so anyway, nothing's going to happen. Don't worry about it and we'll tell you when it does, but certainly no earlier than that. He's a Heimlicher. dream ticker. All right. Well, uh that's a tight show. I'm tight, tight. 57 minutes. All Woo-hoo. right. Well, uh for Tracy Pearson, I'm it's David me. Woods. Bruin Report s- Online. I'll see you from
1: Omaha, Nebraska. Anyone want to buy me a drink in Omaha?